What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostess, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for podcasting with me. I'm a big fan. Like, long, you know, okay, I need to tell you this real quick. I bought your book, but I, in the middle of the night and with a half glass of wine in me was like, no, I need the autographed version of it. And I bought like the autographed version. It arrived like six weeks later. And I was so genuinely overwhelmed at like my sleep wine purchase of your book. It was incredible. I just love everything you do. And I'm so excited to sit with you today and talk everything. We're talking skin. We're talking sharks. We're talking self-care. Yes, yes, yes. That was like a gorgeous introduction that you so much like, thank you. And that's amazing. And I, and thank you for supporting me and reading the book and thank you. And I'm happy to be here. Also your, your face is my Netflix um, bubble. It is. <laughs> I'm sitting here registering like what kind of a fan I am. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just spill all the beans. No, but I'm really excited to talk about this. Talk about so much with you today because you, to me, are somebody who just exudes so much confidence, but also relays so much messaging around self-care and also just showing up for yourself in new ways, in bold ways, in ways that I truly have never seen before. So I am just kind of going to get into it with you. But, you know, let's start here. How are, how are you doing? I'm really good. I feel like my face hurts from smiling. That was like such a sweet introduction. And yeah, like I've, uh, I, I'm good. I was just in the United Kingdom with my husband for um, a few weeks, visiting his family, and getting to meet everyone for the first time. Um, so I haven't like really done a ton of Zooms, and I've just been in kind of a like it's been like all emails and like not Zoom. So I'm like, I'm happy to be back into this Zoom <laughs> world, and yeah, so that's how I am, and yeah. I love that. Okay, well, let's talk about the air of showing up for yourself because you are somebody who kind of 
does it in ways that, like I said, we don't always see. You you take on tasks and goals as an adult that often we see people push their kids through, but not necessarily in our adult years, kind of indulging that inner child that same way. I want to know, because I know you always have different things that you're into, but how do you, what do you, first of all, this is a two-tier question. First, what is self-love to you? And second, how are you showing up for yourself lately? Um, those are really great questions. I think to me, I think self-love is really healing your inner child. And I think, you know, all of us have like different amounts of stuff that we're dealing with. And, you know, as far as like your inner child and whatever your trauma is. So I think self-love is really about connecting to your inner child and learning to be like your, you know, your own best cheerleader, your own best advocate, which is really tricky to do these days. You know, balancing that is, you know, I think really difficult for everyone and definitely myself included. And what was the other part of the question? How you're showing up for yourself. I know you like, uh, you were ice skating, you were showing up on the beach and like little skimpy little bikini bottoms or whatever they're called. You do so many things that I'm just like, good for you. Like this is, and it just makes everyone else watching feel like they've got permission to also maybe take up gymnastics. I probably shouldn't have got, I feel like I have a bad hip. I'm 37. I don't Um, know. Maybe. Well, first of all, I think, you know, age is totally doesn't have to hold you back from gymnastics and you can totally like find skills that will work for you. And maybe you're like a trampolinist, you know, who knows? But I think there's (laughs) definitely like a world in gymnastics that's like, you know, would welcome you. Adult gymnastics is like really a cool community. So yeah, I think figure skating, I, I was really happy. I got to go back on the ice a couple weeks ago for the first time, um, which was really nice to do. And gymnastics is obviously something I do. But lately, you're right. Like it's been, there's been so much exciting career stuff that has been happening. But also I've just been working so much for such a long time that in like, you know, my husband, we finally got his green card so we could go on a honeymoon. And like, that was a really nice time to like enjoy and um, disconnect. And that was like the beach moment, which was just so nice. And then, yeah, getting to go back to the United Kingdom and see his family while we, you know, cause I feel like in this world, you like never know like how long things are going to be possible to like see folks. And so we really wanted to, take advantage and see his family and we're vaccinated and they're all vaccinated. So we're like, let's get it together. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was, that's how I've been kind of showing up for myself is, you know, connecting with family, trying to find that work-life balance and a time that is so difficult to find. And not just, you know, for myself, I think everyone is really like, Ah, like I think everyone is, but at the same time, you've had like maybe the world kind of woke up to who JVN is in the last few years, but like you've been doing so like if you look back over the last few years, like what is work-life balance? The fact that you even got married and like had all these accomplishments while also being like at a career high and a relationship high all at the same time. Do you are you finding balance within that? I think having Five cats and two dogs helps me stay grounded. Um, Something to take care of besides yourself. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, <laughs> like being in a, I feel like, you know, having like a secure functioning relationship has been like an amazing, you know, thing to have. And it's also, you know, not easy. Like I think, you know, it, it definitely hasn't been easy. And I, yeah, not, I mean, it definitely hasn't been easy, but it's, just such a blessing. And I can't believe that I get to do any of the things that I get to do. And I, I, I also think that like creativity is like such a huge outlet for me because whether it's my podcast or writing or my hair care line or, you know, doing skincare, like doing queer, I like, I get to engage like so many parts of my brain that are really such, you know, passion 
places. So I'm really not an autopilot, which is, that is really nice. And I think that's part of why it's so hard for me to find work-life balance because that whole adage of like, when you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. And I'm doing what I love like so much of the time, it's like hard to know when to like stop it. Everyone needs an escape, and those can be hard to come by right now. Enter Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen and where your pleasure is the only priority. That is definitely the kind of escape I need. But what is Dipsy? Well, Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed, what? To turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush you never made a move on or that coworker you've always had a little thing for. Or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. And they release new content every week. You're never going to get bored. There's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, well, Dipsy's got wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. I love the stories. I didn't actually think and know that they would work so well, but trust me, it is such an escape and it can be, it can turn you on, but wind you down at the same time. It's just such a cool, cool experience. I'm dying for you guys to have that experience as well. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30 day free trial. When you go to Dipsy Stories, dot com slash papaya. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories dot com slash papaya. One more time, and I'm going to say it in my sensual voice, almost like they do on Dipsy, dipsystories.com slash papaya. Now let's get back to today's show. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history. And team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And when we talk about work-life balance, to me in my head, I pop things like my family, my kids, my husband, and then the work is like my job. So then we have this added layer of self-care. And I think that's why everyone gets so frustrated because they're like, you want me to balance my work, my life and self-care? Like this feels like an impossibility. I'm somebody who is very minimalist with this. And and we're going to talk a little bit about Biosans now because this is where I have found I'm very much into just starting and resetting myself beginning and end of the day and not really complicating it too, too much. To me, self-care is in like these little subtle moments, such as like doing your skincare. I don't know why. Sometimes I wonder if it has to do with self-touch, if it has to do with just like 
that moment with yourself, like stripping it all away or just like restarting the whole day and like allowing yourself like these tiny moments with something. But, you know, you've worked with Biosans for years. You're one of the like original, the back when I started using it, you were talking about it. So I have seen you talk about it. You know, now we've got the queen herself, Reese Witherspoon, also a uh, fan of bio. When that happened, I, I was that. like, oh, I, I use the same skincare as Reese Like a mic drop. I know, like major. Such a moment. But talk to me a little bit about self-care and skincare because I know through watching you um, help other people, this is a key thing that you come in with. And I know you have some great kind of ideas and thoughts around it. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about how these two things can intersect in a way that is not so complicated where our life, our work-life balance somehow hangs in the balance of also our self-care. My friend, David E., who I got to interview on um, Getting Curious, my podcast, uh, just wrote this incredible book about like the history of like gender non-conforming people. And it's, it's called Pretty Boys. But David said this amazing thing that I've never heard anyone else say, which was like, you know, skin, like the act of doing skincare in the morning and nights, like, it's like giving your face a hug. And it's like, you just, it's like, you're giving your face a hug and looking at yourself in the mirror. And I think that that is such a moment of like, like, I remember when I was little and I used to like look at myself in the mirror sometimes and be like, is that who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, like there's these like moments of like, and now when I realize like what that was is like, those are really moments of like when you're meditating or doing yoga and you're kind of like realizing like, is this who we are? Or are we really this like thing on the inside, like this being on the inside? And so what you're talking about is just so interesting. And I think that for me, when I was younger, like in my twenties, especially you know, when things were a lot more difficult for me and I was coming out of really hard times in my life, my idea of self-care was like, especially doing hair. Mm. I was like inundated with people and like on my feet and just like working so hard. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of still similar. It is, is a lot of like really difficult work, but what my old self-care was, was like literally with my therapist, I, I think I've talked about this in interviews before, but like I used to have to have like four nights a week by myself like by myself to like be able to like go and do hair and like then see my friends on the weekends. Like, cause if I didn't, I just, I realized that I was really triggered and I was like, just not, you know, I just wasn't in my self-care. I wasn't in a good place. And so I really, cause it used to be when I was really young that being alone was totally frightening and I had to be around people all the time. Then I really took this journey of like, oh, I like myself, but I like to be alone. And that's actually like time that I need to protect. And then kind of Because in my new job, in my new career in these last like four years, like your schedule just like, it's not like that. Like you can't have like four or five nights in a row like by yourself. And now I'm like married with, you know, all my fur babies and a lot of work. So I I realized that I needed to have more little dates of self-care. Like that's Mm -hmm. where the whole like pockets of joy thing. Like I was like, oh, I just need to do like more for shorter times because I can't like sit around and do it for like as long of a time, which totally has worked. Like I just do it for like, more frequently for shorter times. And that's really worked. No, I love that. And I think that that really relates for a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a mom and I haven't known alone time very often. I actually found being alone was one of the most uncomfortable things. I got divorced when I was 30 and like moved in with my parents with three kids. So for the first time I had to share custody. So I was alone, but 
still, you can be so alone with people kind of around you too and getting comfortable with that aloneness. But I was same as you, became a little bit obsessed with it. I was like, whoa, I actually get to watch whatever TV I want to watch, read books. I had all this time for myself and my own thoughts. It ended up being a huge, amazing thing for my career. But then now I'm like surrounded by people all the time and not even in the subtleties. It's loud. It's in my face. It's all day long. And it's fantastic. But you're right. It's like these little tiny pockets of moments where we can really find that and we can really have those little moments, whether it's skincare, whether it's a little meditation, just those little tiny moments can really make a difference. And I think that this is important for listeners because I don't know many people who have the schedule of what we see on YouTube where people are like, what I do in a day and they, and they start with their lemon water and then they go and they meditate in the garden for an hour and then they go and they have an, an hour at the gym. And I'm like, how is this happening? I've got 20 minutes. Tell me how to do this in 20 minutes. And I don't, I don't think anybody should be left out of self-love or self-care because they only have 20 minutes. 20 minutes is per, a, a very good long hug. If you put it at like that, like a hug is like a 30 second thing. But if you did a 20 minute hug with like or sporadically throughout the day, that's actually really special. I love that you said that, but let's talk about. I did it. Got to give David totally. I know your friend, David, we'll give, we'll give credit, but you repeated um, it. And I love that. I I will say back to bioscience, um, not to like (laughs) brag about my skin, (laughs) but I, had my makeup done for the first time, like by someone who wasn't like my same makeup artist who like I was yeah. working with like through the pandemic because we were just like tethered at the hip. Like, so I, my friend Nicola had this party for my husband and I, when we were in the UK and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like so exciting, like makeup. And we're like, there's, we're doing stuff. And um, the makeup artist who we were working with was like, your skin is like the texture, the, this, the, that. I was like, Thank you. It's a literally bioscience because I am so obsessed. And it just is like, it, it, I would, it just, it really is true. Bioscience is just like sorted my skin out so hard. And I just appreciate, but I also think, you know, to your point of time, like I think from beginning to end, my skincare and makeup in the morning takes me like 15 minutes. Like I can like really like, I mean, my whole process of getting ready takes a lot longer than that, but just the skincare and like doing my makeup, if I'm like really going fast it's like 15 minutes So that amount of time. Like that gets me like, I have such a layering routine, honey. Like it really has just like my skin's so happy. I don't have to do a ton of makeup because my skin just like looks pretty good. So I don't have like a lot to cover. Yeah. I have to agree with you on that too, because I used some biosans back in like 2019, but I loved a medical facial. I love doing things like that. When I got pregnant and found out you can't do so much when it comes to skincare and then breastfeeding, I was like, my skin's going to go to crap. This is going to suck. And I've had the same thing. People are like, your skin looks incredible. I'm like, this is so bizarre because the only thing I've done is I switched everything over to Biosans because it was safe for me to use during pregnancy. And it, and it works. I even have a picture of myself, like right after I gave birth, of course I had bags under my eyes. That is a normal thing. But then I started using like the dark under eye stuff and six weeks later, I had like another picture with my baby and I was doing a a comparative between, you know, after giving and they're like gone. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this stuff is for real. I was so that stuff works so well that like, cause sometimes I get to like try stuff before it comes out. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) No. And when that, when that stuff, when I first got like tried that, like, cause I have this like really intense, like melasma moment that like, yeah, me too. Like at first I thought like all my freckles just were like, oh my God, we love each other. We're coming together. And then my dermatologist is like, I mean, that's melasma. And I was like, and I was paraphrasing there, but, and I was like, ah, 
And so it's the dark spot serum. And so it, but it worked so well that like the, after like a week, I was like, was talking to one of our chemists at Biosound. And I was like, um, I feel like it's like literally disappearing. Like every day it's like getting like lighter and like, is that normal? Cause it's like going away so fast. And she was like, yeah, that's like it. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. It's so like, it's yeah, like so mine is like here and it's so hard to cover. So I actually, I was using the dark under eye serum and I just got the dark spot one because my friend swears by it. And I was like, I love that I have these products and promote them and still people come back to me and be like, no, you got to use this one. Like this one's like the it. But what is your, let's, before we get into like the other things about sharks and skincare, what is your favorite Biosense product? I'm just dying to know. It's such a like six way tie. Um, <laughs> I feel like if right now in the summertime, I feel like my most favorite thing is the probiotic gel moisturizer. Same. No, 100%. It's because it's like it, it is. It's like it's just so light and like I can put like my like my balancing primer on and like concealer over it. And like I just it's just so light. And like also like if I shave my neck or if my skin's irritated, like it really like I don't know what it is about the probiotic that makes it balance redness, but it just really like gets rid of redness in my skin. Like, especially over time, like it's just like calmed my skin down a lot. I also love our elderberry jelly cleanser. That is just like, ugh, my life. I don't even know who I was before elderberry jelly cleanser. And sometimes I even get scared to like say what my favorites are because then I feel like the skincare gods like hear me and then like they get discontinued. So I don't even want to like but those two, like, is, don't you ever notice how that happens? Like, you're yeah. most like, I have it with oh. a lipstick and I'm still salty about it. Oh my God. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but also then the marine algae eye cream and also the rose uh, vitamin C oil. Oh. Yeah. 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 I love that oil too. I use it every single day. So dear women everywhere, let's start a fashion revolution. Old Navy is changing the shopping game with body quality. Body quality means size equality, price equality, and style for women everywhere. That's right. Old Navy is making every one of its styles in every size and with no difference in price because we deserve it and our sisters, moms, and friends do too. Old Navy's body quality started with you, the customer. Old Navy read thousands of product reviews, conducted thousands of interviews, and even went on shopping trips with real customers to hear what you had to say. And they really, really listened. Back in high school, I couldn't shop where my friends shopped because they never sold my size. Our family, well, we used to travel to Old Navy two hours away so I could get jeans that fit and looked good. It changed everything for me. When Old Navy came to my town, it meant I could shop in the same place as my peers, which was a huge confidence boost. Well, now things are changing again with Old Navy in a way that brings shoppers and friends together even more. If you've ever seen something and loved it and thought it was straight up rude that it wasn't made in your size, well, Old Navy has heard you. Every one of their women's styles is now made in the full size range. And if you've ever thought, whose body were these jeans made for? Because it sure wasn't mine or straight up that jeans are Satan pants. I'm pretty sure that was me. Old Navy has heard you. It's heard us. Their designers looked at everything from the pocket placement and waistband curvature to the way the ankles taper and the back height and angle on each pair of denim to create jeans that celebrate your shape. 
You wanted clothes made to fit on real women's bodies and Old Navy heard you. They spent years listening, studying, modeling, testing, refining, and perfecting so that you and women everywhere can have amazing fashion that celebrates each of us as we are. Bod equality means that now in every store, you'll see new mannequins in multiple sizes. And online, you can see these styles you love on models in size 4, 12, and 18. It means a consistent and comfortable fit for every size, double zero through 30, extra small through 4X. It took years of work, tons of revisions, thousands of people, including customers, to create this fully integrated shopping experience. That's Bod Equality, a revolutionized shopping experience for women everywhere. See oldnavy.com slash equality for additional details. Style subject to availability. Thanks so much for listening to this very exciting news. And let's get back to today's show. Okay, so one thing that Biosense is really known for that we're having a bigger conversation about is their sustainability. And of course, this, you know, what we know now about sharks, I didn't even, I didn't even know. I'm a huge fan of sharks. I was like obsessed with them as a teenager. My first tattoo was of a shark. Like I, I, I tend to like get obsessed with something and like that's my thing for a good decade. I had no idea that sharks were being harvested for their liver, for the squalling in their livers and Biosense comes in just sustainably harvesting it from sugarcane, which I think is so amazing. Not only that, but like saves 2 million sharks a year. Like that blows my mind. But when we talk about sustainable beauty, I don't think I've ever, you know, it can be kind of buzzwordy and stuff like that. But when you hear stats and stuff like that, like what does, like, does it mean a lot to you to kind of indulge and really love on sustainable beauty? I mean, it's amazing to be a part of a company that cares and, Look, we can't be harvesting sharks. It's like a nightmare. Like, so I think as far as like the impact that Biosense is making in that way, I think it's incredible. I also am more obsessed with stuff that makes my skin look amazing. I'm sorry. But also like, but I love it. Like the sharks, like, um, but I do love that the sharks are like thriving and doing good because we should, but it should be both, right? Yes, it really should be both. No, it, and it is both. But I think the other thing is just that like, Really, Biosense. So the sharks that that is incredible, but it's also they're like really full circle, right? Like I feel like every time that like every year that I'm with Biosense, like I'm always learning like a new thing. But like their packaging, like the boxes are compostable, and my husband's like really into gardening, so Whoa. we have like a composting bin. So I'm like, like you, we can like you, com- you compost them. Yeah, that's so cool. It's everything. Just the way that like, and I just I've gotten to work with them. I've had like they've just been so amazing and inclusive with me and they've they've let me in on so many things and they are just constantly thinking about ways to like lessen the impact lessen the footprint just be more environmentally sustainable and and really from production to shipping to every every facet of the way that they make their products is just there's so much integrity and thought process behind it where I'm like always learning something I think that that's just really so nice and also, it's really nice because like the squalene like really, really stable and it's like not coming from like animals that are being killed. And it's also um, not subject to like, you know, instability that like other squalenes are susceptible to because of where they're derived, whether it's olives or shark liver. And I think the other thing that's so cool about Biosense is that they share their formula and there's like all these other companies now that use our squalane or their squalane. I've always wanted to be like, all right, their squalane and, um, <laughs> and, uh, 
But yeah, I just love that they like, they also want to share what they know, which I think is also so cool. It's like the like ethos is coming from like the law of abundance, not the law of scarcity. Like they want to share their information. They want to share. And I just think that is so sweet and cool. And I like to be, that's like the kind of energy that I want to be a part of. Not someone that's like holding on to it so tight and like doesn't want to let anyone in on their secret. Yeah, I, I think that I think that speaks to how we should all be. But it does feel like that. It feels like there could be competition and threats. But the fact that they're what they're doing and by sharing that kind of information, it just encourages others to kind of step into that same world to understand that, you know, great skincare can be sustainable. I think we've all gone down these like different avenues of trying things that were really eco-friendly and it didn't work. So we're like, this sucks. Like, do I have to sacrifice one for the other? And it does feel, you know, that ick factor of, am I like a really selfish person that I'm still using this one thing? And you really don't have to have that conversation when you're using this stuff, which is why why I've been using it since 2019 and now my whole counter is covered in it. Well, I was like so lucky because like one of my old clients, like when I very first started doing Queer Eye, one of my old clients from like 2013 started working with Biosans when they were like a baby. And I didn't know about any of their like sustainability story. Like all I knew was, is that the marine algae eye cream was everything. And all I knew was, is that the serum was like giving my, like I was like, oh my God, this stuff is making my face so nice. And it was also the, it was like Omega Repair Cream and then the Squalane Micronutrient Mist, which I think has been discontinued, but I love that stuff so much. But whatever. I've been on it like since like the begin. And, uh, but the sustainability story is like always just something I've learned about like afterwards. It's always, I really was just being like a silly, silly about the sharks because they, that really is so important and it's so special. But I think the other thing that I think is interesting is that it's not just the sharks. It's really like, all of the ways that we come up with, come up with ingredients because Biosense really wants to be able to come up with other ways that, because there's other things that we love in skincare that you just can't, we don't have around forever and there's like a finite amount. So I think they're you know always developing ways that they can make other ingredients that are synthet- synthetic, but they're sustainable and they're able to mimic all of the benefits, what the thing was that came from the earth that had like, you know, a finite amount. So they've really been able to, in my mind, make me realize that like synthetic isn't a bad word. It actually can be a really fierce word, you know? So we're always learning new things and always learning how to improve things in our lives. And I think that's just really interesting. I, I love how you nerd out on stuff. Like you just went on like a little thing and I was like, this is like listening to an episode of your podcast where you get really nerd, you nerd out on stuff. I listened to one of your podcasts I actually have on, like I've played it so many times for myself. It was the one where you talked to a brain psychologist all about, you know, trolls and talks and like responding to them and how our brains respond to trolling. I think what you do when you nerd out on something, like clearly you're passionate about just learning and being one of those people that really does get curious, which is obviously the perfect name for your podcast. Um, what are, is there anything that like in your world right now, besides the sharks and skincare, what do you, are, is there anything you're like nerding out on? Well, I mean, I think because I've, I'm like launching my first hair care brand, I've been really it's just like, it's so much ingredients, so much, um, oh my God, stuff that I just never, I'm, it's all things like ingredients, shipping, branding, um, efficacy. It's like, it's so much, but, um, I think I'm also, that is obviously one thing that is like taking up so much of my time. I think that my other like self-care nerding out thing though, is like gardening. Like it's majorly gardening. Like my husband's into gardening. We have that app like BritBox on our telly. So we can have like, so we have like Gardener's World, which is this like fierce 
like uber relaxing everyday show that this man called um, Mati Don, I think is his name. And he like has like this fierce garden. And it's basically where like my husband, like has learned like, my husband has like a, like, he was like a landscape architect, so he knows lots about plants. Oh, and he also that's like a, lot. a lot from this Monty honey. And um, yeah, so I'm like all about vegetables and like our okra plants and like our watermelon and our jalapenos and our pumpkins, which I really want to have another chance at next year because these evil squash borer vine moths like literally no. like ate our pumpkins. They murdered them. <laughs> like I literally almost like Part of me is like, well, do we need to move to a place where these like boar vine moths don't live? Because they are really just our nemesis. They murdered our pumpkies. I mean, they I got my pumpkins them. off. I've heard they, that hair clippings help big. get rid of some things. Do hair They were huge. <laughs> our pumpkins were huge. And we had to like harvest them in June because of these dang moths. Moths. Okay. Oh, I've only heard that you can put hair clippings in your garden for like rabbits. Like they won't go near your food. The, the rabbits, I don't like, think that's going to work for us. These four vine moths, honey. We have like, we got like, we, we have like the precautions, but we didn't like dispatch them quick enough because like it was too late by the time we figured out what was going on. You got to figure this out. This I love that you're calling gardening self-care. It, it, do you wear gloves with it? This I hate getting dirty. I'm such, I'm like if picky I'm with pruning it. Stuff, if I'm pruning stuff, yes, because it like scratches me. But sometimes if I'm like planting veg, I'm just like, honey, I am in the earth. I am like, but then I have like a hardcore nail scrub and I like have to go in. You have to you go know? in. Yeah. All right. I have one final question for you because I find that you're somebody who I, I've gone through a lot of body change in the last five years. And it's really, it's hard. It's hard to go through change in a body. It's hard to show up for yourself and keep living in it. And I keep coming back to this reality that we all deserve to live a life no matter what we look like and live it fully. And you're somebody who really exudes that. But talk to me a little bit about how you've done with, you know, so much change, uh, not not only body-wise and life-wise and everything, but just continuing to show up and be like this body-confident person. Is it um, something that you inherently just have within you? Is it something you've worked on? Talk to me a little bit about that. I mean... (sighs) I don't know. I think that, I think that when you've like walked through some of the suffering that I've walked through that I just am so grateful to be alive every day and to like have this life and um, be able to do gymnastics and be able to figure skate and like be able to go live. And, And I, so there's that part, but then there's also the part that like, I think I'm gorgeous. Like, Oh yeah, you are. I feel like I like look amazing and I feel like everyone looks so beautiful. I feel like there's something that everyone has that is like stunning and really unique. And that's not something that I just say because I like, I mean, I really believe that. And I think that it's just unfortunate that we've been like, I think it's unfortunate that people that, and I'm not saying this is like not shade to you. I just generally not at all. Thinking about is it like so often people, you know, will ask people like, how are you body confident? Like, how are you? It's like, I think it's, let's ask ourselves more like why we want to ask people, like, we're all beautiful. Like we've we been are. conditioned. But people are so like stuck. Specific thing that is beautiful. And like, really, we are all worth beauty and we all are beautiful and worth celebrating. And like, yeah, it's like, like body positivity is great. I, I think it's like body confidence is great. I think more it's like, what's that new word that we're all like living for? It's like body neutrality. Huh? Yes. Living beyond a body. 
Yes. Living no we, matter what. Yes. And like, wear what you want to wear. Like, like just have your gorgeous body. Like, I feel like I'm even like learning about just all the ways that like fat phobia has like seeped into like even my mindset. And it's like, just enough. Uh, we are gorgeous. Uh, it's that easy. It's actually not that easy. It's actually really difficult. And I did some decades, like really not liking my body, especially when I was younger. But, you know, if you read my book, you'll realize like some of the stuff that I went through in order to like celebrate it. And I just wish that I honestly do wish, you know, when people say like, what would you say to your 17 year old self? Like, I wish I would have said back then, like celebrate who you are, like love who you are. Like I was willing to sacrifice so much of myself for other people's love and attention and validation, so many different forms of validation. And that's really what I wish I could go back and say is like, that you are already so valid and loved and you didn't need to do any of those things. You know, I, I get asked a lot too about like, how do you find body confidence? And for me, it's always like, I don't, I don't wait to love what I see all the time because I think that we walk around in this world and we talk about self-love and we talk about, you know, positivity around our bodies and whatnot. And it just feels like another thing that we're going to fail at. It just feels like another thing that we can't perform with, that our body is just, we're just short on. We can't get there. Why don't we feel butterflies in our stomach when we look in the mirror? It just feels crappy to feel that weight on top of it all. So for me, I've always tried to remind people, like, it's, I don't, I haven't waited to like what I've seen in the mirror because it's never really come out for me that way. It's all about just showing up and doing it no matter what, just continuing. And every once in a while, you're like, oh yeah, I look amazing. But I only get to that point when I've already given myself permission to go and live and show up. And I just think that you're somebody who has exuded that for us, even if it's something that you've inherently figured out and it's just gratitude for life and living, it still helps so many people just kind of be reminded that, you know what, you do deserve, you know, that self-care, that self-touch, that living out in the world, wearing whatever you want, being whoever you want to be, and like bringing that to the forefront of your own life. Like main character energy, Gen Z is right on that right now, that we need so much more main character energy. It's two things for me. One is that like, one, you're not always, like, I don't always feel the same level of like, you know, self-love, self-celebrate. Like, I don't always feel like the same level. Like it's going to come and go. It's like going to ebb and flow. We're always going to feel like different levels. And I definitely still deal with like shame and guilt about all sorts of different things, like things I could have done better, you know, things that I wish I could do over, like, you know, not all the time, but we all have those like human struggles. So for me, I don't think that that's ever like done one. And then two, your hair cut, the color, everything, the way this little fringe is like framing your face, like I'm your little money piece. Like I, the, the, your color is like just, I'm obsessed. So Thank pretty. You. And you are just stunning. I just would be remiss if I didn't say anything. I know it's like a <laughs> podcast and I can't see how cute I you I put lashes on for you today. It was a moment. You look stunning. I just got to say like, you are just like serving it. Like, like, honey, you need to like go Thank take you. a selfie after this. You are giving me a life. Thank you. So I just got the bangs. I hadn't had my hair done because pandemic here was very different. 
I had eight months of no hair getting done, which was like a lot for me because I like getting my hair done and it forced me into being a brunette, which I just felt like I was born in the wrong hair color. So I've been forcibly <laughs> blonde since. And I debated and I literally did an Instagram poll and like 75% said, do not get the bangs. And I was like, I just feel, actually, I got to give credit. Nobody knows this. Jenna Fisher slid, slid into my DMs and she was like, just get the bangs. Sometimes it's nice to just make a decision for yourself. And I was like, I I will get the bangs, Jenna Fisher. And yes, I went Jenna and I got Fisher. the bangs and I was like, you know yeah. what? Even if it was a bit of a struggle that first week of like styling and figuring it out. But then I was like, it just felt nice to make a decision for myself, even with the opinions of other people there and saying that it was a bad idea and don't do it. And I was going to regret it. No regrets. I feel so good about it. So thank it's you. just like framing up your eyes so beautifully. Thank I absolutely you. love. Yes. And you know, um, you know what I also think about this is that like, if you call it a fringe, I feel like people are like nicer. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think I used the term curtain bang. So it probably just threw everybody off and they're like, this is a Maybe bad idea. No, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like the bang. Fringe. I feel like people just, they hear bang and then they're like, ah! Like, <laughs> and and to like, their defense, I've done the like kitchen scissors, gotten a fight with my husband, cut them off in the sink. Like, I don't know why women yeah, love to cut their hair when they're like, angry. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And also like my last piece of advice on that is like, don't go at eight o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. I've always like, I just feel like I always make people's fringe too short at eight o'clock on the Saturday. (laughs) It's true. Like in the morning. Yeah, that's all. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks for nerding out with me over skincare and sharks and bio and our love for biosense. Um, thank you so much for everything you're doing in the world. I'm so excited to see what you've got going on next because there is always something coming up for you and your podcast as well. But of course, we've got to give you a little moment to plug where everyone can find you. So where can everyone find you if they haven't clearly found you already? Um. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is just at JVN. Ooh, and my YouTube. I'm doing a YouTube now. And I'm I saw that. Focus. We're having so much fun over there. So if you're over on the YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Um, YouTube.com slash JVN. And we'd love to see you over there. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. And for everyone listening, thanks for taking time with us today. And we will see you back next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.